Hey athletes, I'm Adam. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Burpee Nation. Nation. Oh. Should we do it again? No. Good enough. Oh. Hello and welcome into this episode of Burpee Nation. It was Palmerton Week. Dun, dun, dun. It's like our favorite week of the year. I know. And, and also the closest race for us, so that's That's why it's our favorite. Yeah. I think. <laughs> But everybody likes it. You know what I mean? Everybody looks forward to it in the Northeast. But like this and Killington. More than are like, the Northeast. Yeah. But this and Killington are like the big, I would say, races that take place in the Northeast. Yes. Uh, and this isn't our typical Palmerton podcast either because uh, years past, we usually break down the super and the sprint. Yeah. Or the sprint. Well, this year. No super, but we are going to break down. We could probably talk a little about the super because we've talked to people. Uh, but we're going to break down or talk about the kids race, the trail race, and the sprint. All the things. So not your normal podcast. Uh, so let's first talk about the weather because Saturday was hot. So hot. And Sunday was wet. So wet. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, and I would say hot is not uncommon. Not for But Palmerton. I think this is the first year that we dealt with like heavy rain during the race. Yes. Uh, out of all the years I've gone. And I know the one year we had the Sunday sprints got canceled due to weather. Um, I think it was, boy, probably 2018. Yeah, it was a while ago. I think it was 2018. Maybe 2019. I think it's 2018. Uh, got canceled because of thunderstorms all day. But this was the first time that we really experienced it, like while out there, and it was kind of cool. And, and our obstacle video is already up from Sunday's sprint. Uh, I am gonna work on putting up some obstacle videos of the kids' race if you have kids and you're not sure, um, you know, what the obstacles consist of and everything. They have a half mile, a mile, and then the two mile is for older kids. But basically. It's two one-mile laps. Um, but I would say, and we've probably talked about this before, but when you're signing up for Palmerton, it's best to try to get the earliest wave possible. Um, mostly because of the heat. Saturday, that was definitely the case. I know when I was looking to sign the boys up for the kids' race, so that's what we did Saturday, so let's start there. Uh, when I was looking at them, si- sign them up for the kids' race, I think the first one was at 10, then 10.30, 11, 11.30, and 12. And I was like, let's do the early ones because it's going to get hot. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And it was still hot. Yes. And uh, so the half mile was, I think, a good... So I think half mile, and maybe I should look this up. It's uh, ages like four and five. Maybe yes. up to age six. Recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Any age could do a half mile if you want to. Same thing with a mile, technically. Um, so I think it was a good, it was definitely a good like starter. The one thing to keep in mind with Palmerton is even though it's a kid's race, you still have, the kids still have to go up a hill. Yeah. And in the case of the mile, up a couple hills. Yeah. One of which is, Ste- I mean, they almost go halfway up the mountain. Like it's, it's pretty... Okay, not halfway. Almost halfway, I said. Okay. Um, it's a pretty good incline it's for very a kid's challenging race. Yeah. For a kid. yeah. Yes. And then the two mile is the one mile twice. Yes. Yeah. And they have a competitive uh, wave of that, which mm-hmm. is early. And again, even if you're not being competitive, uh, maybe it's best to have your kid go out and do the early wave because I know for the two mile, there's that like 915 competitive wave. And if your kid wants to do the two mile, there's an, uh, there wasn't another one until noon. Okay. So sometimes it's just better to jump in on the early wave, even if they're not trying to be competitive, just to get it over with. And I did notice a water station for the two mile. Yes. After the first mile. Yes. Uh, that was the only water station. Uh, but the, I thought the obstacles were good for kids. Um, I know that there was... Um, in the two mile, I know they added Herkoist, I think, monkey bars, and rope climb, I believe. 
okay. which were not in the one mile. So it is still a step up. Uh, and like they it, had more walls, right? Yes, I think there were a couple of walls too. Maybe six Near foot there. walls or something yeah. like that. Five foot walls, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, so if you're thinking like, oh, my kid did the mile, they could easily do that twice. Well, it's not exactly that twice. Right. Like it's a couple other obstacles. Uh, and then I think from the half mile to the mile, I don't remember exactly what was added. Um, I know for sure you had the bigger no climb. sandbag. No sandbag Same carry. Path. At the top of that hill was like a sandbag drag. Oh, okay. Sort of thing. And I think there was another... I'll have to look at our obstacle video when that gets done. Inverted um, wall. They did not do in the half. Yes, that's correct. They did A-frame. They did a little four-foot wall. They did the mud. Yeah, those are probably couple or we'll go to our videos yeah yeah check our videos out if you're if you're unsure uh but i thought the kids race was cool the the kids loved it um i would definitely say i saw more crying in the half mile because it's a younger age group oh man <laughs> i got some great videos i was like this is a shit show but these kids are like <laughs> it, most of that was at like the mud pits yes uh the muddy water or whatever it's basically it's basically rolling mud for kids yeah uh, if you're familiar with the adult obstacles uh I think some kids just didn't want to go in. Yeah. But. It gets once, them out of the house. Yeah. Once they <laughs> did, they were fine, I think. Uh, and then you get like a t-shirt. You get, they had Prime, which is like all the rage yes. these days. Uh, banana. Metal. Banana. They they even had like a little sunscreen tent, which was cool. Yes. With tons of sunscreen on yep. it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I thought it was cool. Well worth it. Um, that was the kid's first spartan race each mm -hmm. of them and they will definitely be doing more yeah they loved it they already have requested to do more so they loved it. um if you want to like maybe intro your kid i know a lot of the races have them so like maybe bethel is a good starter uh if you're not sure if your kid can handle like a mountain that would per be, se yeah because i would say you know obviously other than the obstacles uh the kids two mile race at palmerton is probably pretty equal to the sprint at Bethel. <laughs> like, yeah. Because of the, the mountain Incline, in there. Yeah. yeah. Comparatively speaking. Because uh, I think then at 14, kids can actually bump up to the adult courses. Yep. So that was our Saturday. And Saturday had the Super, um, which, again, I think was just hot. I did hear that some water stations later in the day start to run out of water typical yeah um which like hopefully they can figure something out about that because that place get that course gets hot especially yeah. on six miles especially on that mountain mm -hmm. like that's the day you really needed uh needed it so other than that i didn't hear too too much I will say this, um, because and we'll talk about Ape Hanger real quick, because it's not on the sprint course, which is still a complaint of mine. Um, Spartan Race kind of listened to us a little bit in making the sprints a little harder with like the rig and everything like that. Um, but they still haven't put Ape Hanger on the sprint course at Palmerton. I did hear the Ape Hanger is going to a few more courses, which might be nice, but I kind of, like, because you only see it right now at two, like, it would have been cool to see it on the sprint. They used to have it on the sprint. It's there no matter what. You might as well just have it. Yeah. It's such a cool and unique obstacle. Yes. Just make everyone try it. And competitively speaking, I talked to a few people who actually said it was quicker, and we'll talk about this a little later, I think, um, when we talk about the sprint, but it was quicker to touch the obstacle, basically. I think that's all you have to do to do an attempt in a competitive wave, is at least look like you're making an attempt. Uh, quicker to actually just go up the rope, grab a bar, fall off, and go do the penalty loop. Because uh, those who are doing the full thing still fall into the water and still have to walk out of the water, which takes some time. So it's actually quicker to do the penalty loop, which we'll talk about a little bit later. The penalty loop situation is just a whole nother like, animal to tackle <laughs> for this year. Should we talk about it now? I guess we can. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, so we, we kind of talked about this, and I think it's more prevalent in the sprints. Um, but I guess it's really prevalent all around. Like, I heard some some people in age group who failed, like, four obstacles and still got first place. And that means they're a great runner. Uh, but you shouldn't be able to fail four obstacles in an obstacle race and come in first. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like if you fail more than two, you shouldn't be coming in first. Like the penalty for that should be severe enough that it really costs you places. Especially because Spartan obstacles most of the time aren't all that hard. Right. You know, for somebody who's... I I say that because like we've done them for so long. I I know people who are like just trying them. They're difficult. And depending on what it is, it's it's difficult. Depending on the weather, it can be difficult. Sunday's rigs were like soaked uh, and very difficult. But... For somebody who runs competitively, um, you should probably be able to do all of super obstacles, maybe because of like beater or twister, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can, you can slip off of that and fail sometimes, but, uh, like in sprints, uh, you know, if you fail more than one or two obstacles, there's no way you should be placing first. No. Uh, and burpees used to really, you know do that so now that they got rid of burpees and went to penalty loops and i think they're still tweaking it i do know penalty loops seem harder than they were last year this year it looked like they added some like carries into them um but yeah i mean i feel like i don't i don't even know if they should be doing carries i just feel like they should be making them long absolutely agree or like be picky about where you're putting the penalty loop like like I said, I don't remember that one race that I did, but I did do a penalty loop and it was through the woods and it was through a creek and then up a steep hill where I literally had to like dig my hands in to get up the hill. But mm-hmm. that absolutely took more time for me to do than the abso- the actual obstacle itself. Right. And I know volunteering and refing is hard for Spartan in general. So if you make the penalty loops too long and it's out of view, maybe not everybody can see it. But I feel like racers can kind of police themselves a little bit. If you have somebody, like multiple people failing the obstacle, somebody's going to call you out if you're cutting the, the penalty loop. Yeah. Um, I know for at least a rig, I think you had to carry kettlebells for competitive. But it was just down some of the bunny slope and then back up the Maybe kettlebells like were yards, also like 20 pounds i think tiny. or something no they were tiny oh were they yeah i thought they i didn't see them um but it, i thought i heard they were like 20 or something maybe they were more or less even if they're 20 no i know 20 is not like what a lot yeah for sure um you're getting, yeah i mean it like, should what, especially for somebody that's not used to obstacles mm-hmm. like depending who you are but I mean, you're going to gas yourself more doing <laughs> like yeah. the rig maybe than... And at Tri-State, uh, when I did fail Z-Wall, because that was the weekend, it was just a total mess. Um, that penalty loop was actually, mm-hmm. you know, maybe almost a quarter mile, I would say. It took me an extra couple minutes. Uh, and it was through the woods. I had to go over like a log. And like on a mountain... You know what I mean? I, I think the penalty loop for the Spirit Bethel was even pretty long. You saw that one, right? Um, eh, maybe not. I don't maybe think you can so. see it from there. Yeah. So it was, I would say it cost me a couple minutes again. Like a penalty loop should cost a good runner two minutes. Yeah. Well, because that's the time, like if you're doing 30 burpees, it's going to take you a few minutes and that's what it right. should be. 30 burpees took two to three minutes plus fatigue. Burpees definitely fatigued you more than a penalty loop. Mm-hmm. So penalty loops at least should be costing you the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our little complaint, I guess. We always got, it can't just be all rainbows and butterflies. No. We got to find something to complain about. Yes. And um, the other thing too, I know you mentioned this, is in open waves, like the carry part of the penalty loop, they weren't having people do. Yes. And I feel like for open people, and maybe you want to, Maybe you can talk about this because it was kind of your, I'm stealing what you said, but for open people trying to see if they want to bump up to competitive. Yes. Like they actually wanted to do the full experience. So people that were slipping off of the monkey bars, monkey bars and rig, rig and stuff, yeah. you know, they tried to grab a kettlebell to like have the full experience and um, 
I guess the volunteer, whoever was set up there, was like, no, no, don't touch those. So they weren't having... They weren't for, like, open. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, like... So how do you compare your time against to see what you want to bump and do when, you know... Yeah. Because, like, before the burpee thing, and burpees are harder to police, but you could do 30 burpees. You know yeah. what I mean? To your standard. And there are still people doing burpees. <laughs> yeah, I definitely still saw it. And But like, I would say, especially for something like rig and monkey bars, it's kind of, I'm kind of back and forth on this. I feel like the spear, because it's so iffy, just in general, like if that penalty loop's not quite as long or time consuming as like something like rig or monkey bars like i feel like those who are good enough at obstacles that they're consistently getting rig and monkey bars should have an advantage at an obstacle race yeah so like a you know little kettlebell carry doesn't really do that right so those who do open and are like oh i failed a couple things i did the penalty loop but didn't have to carry something or didn't have to do something that I know, I think they had sandbags at previous races. Um, And just in general, like, Spartan was already running out of sandbags on Saturday at the sandbag carry because it was so steep. There's always sandbag issues at this mountain. And when I did bucket (laughs) on Sunday, there were dwindling buckets for whatever. I think there were just so many people on the course. So, like, when, um, you know... When people want to try that stuff, obviously you don't have enough kettlebells to go around. Right. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't be surprised if like, if it was a really rainy, wet day or something like that, like it was Sunday, but that actually, that was more later in the day. If that happened earlier in the day and more age group people were failing, especially because like the younger kids and the older uh, age groups go early, I could see them running out of kettlebells even for the penalty loop. And then what do you do? Right. Somebody has to stand there and wait for a kettlebell to do the penalty loop right. when they're trying to go, go, go. If they're in the top five, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you had to do last year there with for the, the sandbag. sandbag. Yeah. That was at Tri-State. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know if I would go the carry route. I would just try to, if I were them, I would just try to make penalty loops like as a quarter mile. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, just standardize it as, in distance. Penalty loops are a quarter mile. Right. That's it. Every obstacle, no matter what it is, and you just deal with the terrain around that obstacle. Right. I it's, like that. Yeah. I just feel like it's a little inconsistent right now. It is. Um. So that pretty much is it for Saturday. Let me just run. I, I know we usually run through the obstacles. Um, usually they're pretty much the same through uh, race to race, but let's go through them real quick. So uh, going up the mountain, and not all of these are... Uh, correct as far as order goes Mm -hmm. with the sprint so i can't verify if they are correct for the super but going up the mountain you had hurdles and overwalls uh for both races then for the super you had twister olympus the box seven foot wall stairway to sparta and bender and then you linked back in with the sprint course to do atlas carry vertical cargo spear throw and then this is where the map's a little bit wrong. It says A-frame, Herkhoist, and Sandbag. Uh, after Spear, you went under A-frame to do Sandbag. Then you came back up, did Herkhoist, and uh, A-frame. And Sunday, the A-frame was packed when we came through on the open wave. I've never seen it so crowded. And you'll see it in our video. And It's nuts. Yeah, and both cargo nets were loose. Yes. Which happens a lot. Um especially when it gets wet some of that is out of their control i get it um i will say and maybe you can even see it on our obstacle video the vertical cargo at the top didn't look like it was fastened like you see carabiners going all the way up but at the top there were those two loops yeah uh that weren't attached to anything so i don't know if that was by design or i forgot a couple people noticed that somebody just forgot to whoopsies (laughs) um but as far as those obstacles go, I'm just trying to think. Atlas carry is pretty standard. Spear throw is the new spear throw. Uh, I don't know when this happened, but the one spear, spearman, I guess they call the targets, uh, okay. the hay was laying in front of the target. Oh, tar- yeah, so that was right. totally unusable. Yep. 
so we did run into lines at Spear. Um, Sandbag, I know, again, like if you're familiar with Palmerton, they had you go down Sunday or Saturday and then up that like shale double black diamond. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened is too many people were leaving sandbags out there. So they shortened it. You just went down and then back up. You didn't go up that shale. And people were still leaving sandbags. And it was literally like a down and back. Yes. Like on the same. It wasn't easy. Yeah. Still, you know what I mean? It was still, I think that's a black diamond, isn't it? That you went yeah. down Yeah. Um, not Razor's Edge. I forget which one is next to it. Razor's Edge is the double black, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was still difficult. I mean, you're still going down and up. I know a couple of years ago they had it down on one of like the bunny slopes and people like complained about it. They're like, oh, it's not the... Good job. Right. <laughs> Put it wherever you want. I mean, it's better than carrying a bucket up that hill. That's true. I mean, I like when they like switch it up Don't a little bit. Don't give them ideas. No, I know. I like when they switch it up from year to year though. You know what I mean? I remember like some one year, I remember the bucket carry one year was like in a place that I don't even think the course goes anymore. Really? Like all the way to the right side of the mountain. Oh. More on like the super course area, kind of by slope side. I think I remember that actually. Yeah. Kind, um, kind of by slope side. Before I started is a, running Spartans, when it, driving past the mountain, I remember seeing it. Oh, really? It yeah. Set up. It was like my first year, I think. Yeah. Um, slope side is a restaurant that is up on the mountain. Uh, but yeah, I, I like when they find new places to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can still make it difficult. There's a lot of hills there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Um, so anyway, yeah, so you did sandbag, then you came back up for Herkhoist, and then you went over A-frame again, loose. Uh, back down the hill you go into Rolling Mud, which is in the same spot as it always is, because that's just permanently there. Yep. Dug up. Uh, into Slip Wall, which is always right after Rolling Mud there. Um, and then Bucket Carry, which Bucket Carry wasn't anything crazy. It was a little uphill, but it wasn't super long. It wasn't super tough. I know personally, the one I picked up felt lighter than usual i don't know if somebody dropped it and didn't put the stones back in or what but lucky you i was lucky well hey i was also carrying a gopro so Mm -hmm. uh and if you watch our obstacle video you will watch me photograph or videotape the photographer (laughs) photographing me yep and i'll try to put on instagram said picture of the photographer photographing me videotaping him it's good yeah it's a good one (laughs) Uh, so after Bucky Carey was Dunk Wall, but Dunk Wall was really just part of the water crossing because it was in the pond, That's which right. they've done before. Yeah. Uh, and they had a photographer all the way on the other side of the pond taking your picture as you're like wading across. Which they've also done before. Right. But but they were taking it while you were like halfway across and none of I'm us knew that. Out. Yeah. None not of like us knew that. Rat. So if you look at our <laughs> pictures, we're all just like picking our nose or like talking to each other, yeah. scratching our butt, whatever. <laughs> And then, like, as we got closer, we're, like, looking at the photographer thinking they're taking our picture when they're just taking pictures of people behind us. So yeah, that's the one where Eric photobombed us doing our kiss picture. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, so you got out for the sprint, um, or sorry, for the super, you went over and did beater and ape hanger before joining back in with the sprint course to do Z-wall, which was just regular Z-wall, no ropes or yeah. bars or anything like that. Um Probably on about the flattest ground they could find there. There was still a little bit of a lean forward, so depending what side you were on, uh, the middle part of the Z-wall was either super easy or a little difficult. But could have been worse. Could have been worse and has been worse at other races, that's yep. for sure. Um, then you go down a little bunny slope to rope climb uh, over to, now this says multi-rig, but it was actually monkey bars at the bottom of another bunny slope before going back up for the barbed wire f- crawl from hell seriously that was that's what they should have named it like that was nuts it took people like 30 minutes to get through it 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 was freaking sick i mean it looked like a war zone like i talked about it at the on the bethel podcast because they kind of did the same thing like they dug it up and well that's how armageddon is in the entrance now yes yeah people were soaked on sunday before even well yeah so like sunday or sorry, Saturday night it like poured. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday, I guess Sunday early morning, really. And so like some of the dug up parts were filled with water. Filled. <laughs> like it was insane. I mean, that was, I don't hate it. Um, you know, I guess it makes it a little more challenging than just being able to 
roll back and forth. I enjoyed like rolling back and forth though because it kind of gives you a little break. Yeah. And this is a little more like weaving in and out and I'm sure people got their back scratched up a little more than typical. Um, and then so then at the top of that hill was the rig. And then you go over to the top of another hill which was the inverted wall down fire jump to the finish. And on Sunday there was no fire jump I think because it was too wet. Um, it was pouring on and off. There's no way that they could have kept that lit. Not even that. I thought about this because that, that's that was like my initial thought too, and probably part of it. But I bet you another part of it was like I remember everybody coming down the hill because it was just slick. Like it used to be grass, but it was just brown. Yeah, it was just all the grass was flat and it was just brown. I guarantee you they couldn't do it because they thought people would slip. Yeah, into the fire. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, they would have. It's a good point. Some people probably would have. So, uh, if you ran the sprint, you really didn't have a fire jump. Nope. But that's okay. Womp womp. And something I feel like. Were they taking finished pictures then, still? No. I didn't see they any. They got rid of a photographer there altogether. Yeah, I didn't see any. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to remember where the pictures were. I have to think. Obviously, Bucket. Monkey bars had one, so maybe that's that good. Was, maybe they were yeah. like, go over there. Yeah. Uh, but what's what was a little bit different from years past that I can remember is I thought they usually had you go down on one side of the same bunny slope and then back up the other side a couple times. For Am what? Am I misremembering that? Like, I thought you would go down, do like a rope climb, and then back up doing barbed wire. But this one, and maybe they just took the other one completely out of it. I know in years past, the start line was on one of them, and now the start line's kind of more in the middle towards the finish line. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, but this one, they had you go down one bunny. I keep saying bunny slope. It's really like a, what's for like tubing? The tubing slope. Yeah, yeah, so you go down one uh, over to the next one, then back up that one, over to the next one, then down to the finish is how they did it. But I feel like there have been years past where maybe they skipped that first sled hill, uh, tube hill, and then just had you go down and back up the same middle one okay. before going to the finish. I don't remember. Yeah, I I could be misremembering. I've been going for how long, like, I know. they all start to blend together. All the years. <laughs> um, so we talked about kids. We talked about the sprint. We Let's talk about the trail. Um, so that was my first ever Spartan trail race. Not mm -hmm. my first ever trail race, but... Um, and I, I'm going to be different than some other people because I know a lot of other people who like to run various distances and stuff. I was a division three, I'm going to keyword division three, cause I would say collegiate <laughs> sprinter, but it was division three. So I'm not trying to like boost myself up, be like right. I ran for Texas university or something like that. Right. It's more like, it would be more like it's still competitive college running. Yeah. It would be like Texas university palmerton <laughs> like not even in the same state uh yeah so it was still competitive running but anyway i was a 100 and 200 meter sprinter so distances were not my thing i remember running my first 5k and thinking it was like the hardest thing ever so embarrassing i know and here i am so i stick to as short of races as usual like i get the most enjoyment i should say out of really short, quick races, especially sprints because of the obstacles. So the sprint distance with obstacles is probably my favorite race in all of racing. Mm -hmm. um, we've done a marathon. I actually didn't hate that, but I was just going to finish. I wasn't going for time. Right. Uh, I did that ultra last year, but again, I was just going for distance. I wasn't going for a specific time. But when you're competing, that's but, your... But when I'm competing and trying to run for time... 5k sprint is really my favorite thing so i begrudgingly passed up the opportunity to run competitively on this for the sprint on sunday and ran the trail to give it a try which is a 10k if you're unfamiliar i know they've done i feel like some places they also have like a half marathon distance oh or like a 20k or something but i i think it's few and far between i don't okay. think it's often uh if they had a 5k trail race you might get my attention a little bit more. Okay. But, um, but you wanted to try it. I wanted to try it. And like for people who enjoy trail racing or for people who enjoy the 10K distance, because there's a lot of those people out there, uh, probably would have loved it. 
Um, Loved it. You said it was technical. So you can't say trail race. It was technical on the way down because you were in this venue. I'm sure it's different everywhere. Okay. So let me describe the race to you. The first three miles were a drawn out climb up the mountain. Um, So you went up a little bit. You did come down a little bit and over, so that's part of it, maybe a half mile or so. Uh, And then you kind of like weaved in and out a little bit, and then you went like just brutal climb for about a mile. Uh, And then once you got to the top, you cut across for half mile maybe, uh, and then back down. Now the way back down, you're on a switchback, I'm assuming mountain bike trail that was like dirt, loose gravel, and then rocks. That's rough. Which is the part I didn't like, because mm-hmm. like, I typically on the downhills like to just like go, and for the first time ever in a race, I fell. Um, part of it was probably leg fatigue, because my legs weren't ready for pushing myself on a three-mile climb. Aww. All right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I know like, you know, out on the sprint course, the downhill is on like a, a ski slope. Aww. And there's rocks and stuff there, but they're a little easier to maneuver around. I just personally, like, when it's the... It, it seemed to me on the the descent, it was a lot of the same okay. for about two and a half miles. Repetitive. Which I Too repetitive for your liking. For me, yeah. I just... I like to break it up a little bit. And, like, for me, when I do obstacle racing, the obstacles kind of break up the running for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more of an obstacle person than a running person. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoy that break. But... Right. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people... Many people, including Eric, uh, said they love the descent. Yeah. So it just depends on your your tastes. Like some people really like that switch back. Like it's not a straight downhill. I personally would rather just go straight downhill. But I got these really great pictures of you waving to me, but you're actually <laughs> showing me your bloody hand. I was trying hand. to show you my bloody hand. Yes. I was like, hi. He's I, having so much fun. I thought you could see it. <laughs> no. My face looks so pissed. Yeah. I was confused. Yeah. Like yeah. He's waving, but his yeah. face looks so angry. He's his hand he's, is saying one thing, but his face is saying like something else. He's like waving. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you do get a different shirt, you get a different medal, so that's cool. And different they are headband. cool. Yeah. Um, so that's all neat. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I wouldn't say I would never do one again because obviously I would. Uh, I I would want to try maybe different, not at this venue. Yeah, I'd want to try different venues, and I probably would be more inclined to do it. If it didn't take place at the same time as a sprint, competitive sprint. Because you regret not doing the sprint. Yeah, I just love doing the sprints. Like, like competitively. Yeah, yeah, I just enjoy them very much. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I know Eric has said like a lot of times they are before the sprints, competitive sprints, like earlier in the day. I do and remember some, that at Tri-State. Yeah, and there are some venues where... If it's like a trifecta weekend, I believe, where like the super sprint is on the same day, it'll take place at the same time as the super because the sprint is later in the day. Mm-hmm. So like in those kind of places, I would do it awesome. But if you're not like a real big sprint sprint person like I am, I would say at least try a trail race. Like it's it breaks it up a little bit. It, there was like, I forget, I feel like there was like 500 people. I was going to just say, I wonder if we can pull the numbers from the other trail races this year because I feel like there were a shit ton of people at the start line who went off and I was like this is a lot for a trail race um but because we never like saw the trail racers mm-hmm. go off before I was just curious if yeah you're normal it's normal, usually that many people yeah normal local trail races have maybe a couple hundred people right like tops and this had a ton yeah um and on top of that, Sunday in general, we thought because of the weather it would scare away some people. It did not. No. It was packed. Everyone waited in line for parking. Everybody waiting in line for spectating, or not spectating, at registration. Everybody waited in line for <laughs> hey frame. We waited in line at the finish line. There's a lot of lines. A lot. A lot of lines, a lot of mud. It was, so we got to the venue around 9 o'clock ish on saturday got right in to the parking lot like there was no line like we were following cars in but we weren't sitting there in line mm-hmm. um when we parked we got right up to the you know and in and, and registration got right in um but then when we got there sunday 
earlier, probably by about, what, 45 minutes almost? Yeah. Half hour. We went to pull in, and there was two lines of cars out to the end of the driveway. It was nuts. So I was like, wait, what? So that was one thing maybe to keep in mind, and maybe it's literally just could have happened Saturday, could have happened Sunday, because I'm looking at the numbers for Saturday, and there were more people. Which I'm a little surprised, given how much more crowded it felt on Sunday. Maybe that was just the rain and the mud. Yeah, right, because everything was being, all wet, yeah. so maybe they had to put people in different places. Yeah. Um, but keep that in mind, because you know we left our house a little late. Um, we usually try and get there. If parking's on site, we usually try and get there about an hour before. We're always late for everything. No. Life. No, no, no. But we try and get there an hour before. I think sometimes Spartan says an hour and a half, but I feel like that's only if there's a shuttle. True. Um, so anyway, we did leave a little late. So we were we were estimated to get there at 8.40. The race went off at 9.30. So 50 minutes. I feel like that's still a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But when we got there and had to wait, we literally waited in line for, what, 10 minutes yeah. before we were parked? Yeah. And then got to where we were going. And that's the other thing. I forgot to mention, when we got to the registration line, Ugh. the sprints actually were not very backed up. Yes. But there were only two lanes for trail. That were a mile long. And it was all the way back, like 20 people. Yeah. And then after about, what, five minutes, they did open another lane and we got right up there. Yeah. But I think I remember when we got in and over to where the start line was, it was nine ten. Yes. So it took a half an hour from the time we got to the parking lot to the time we got to the start line. Yep. And I had warmed up. I had to use the restroom. So I actually didn't get even get a chance to warm up because you know how they go. Like they pull yes. you in 10 minutes early and they could send you off at any time. Anytime. Like it was 920. You have to be there. It was 925 and he was like ready to send us yep. off. So I was like, oh shit. Yep. So another thing to keep in mind, it seems like they are potentially sending competitive waves off a little early this year. Can I, I say don't something? Know why. Yes. Just thinking about like the start line situation, also the finish line situation was a bit of a shirt show. Um, it was yeah, interesting that because was a big line too on Sunday. Yeah, but they had so they had like obviously the trail racers and the like obstacle racers finishing at the same time mm-hmm. down yeah. the mud mud slide slide. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like sloped hill. There were people literally like. It was a fucking slip and slide to the finish line. Absolutely. And even after the finish line, there were people in the trail race that were like neck and neck trying to beat each other out. Yeah. And sliding all over each other. Because really? the finish line is... It was a mess. It continues they into a did, downhill. Yes. They were like crashing into people. It's fucking nuts. They did in the afternoon, like after we finished judgment, they put some hay down. It's great. Like right at the finish line, but not at all on the hill. They're like, ooh, you know, we have 18 people who are <laughs> hospitalized. We should well, we should put some hay down. I remember this because I, I did fall at the finish line for the trail race because I passed somebody towards the middle portion of the hill. Like he was kind of taking it easy going down the hill. So like I just was like, I'm just going to send it down this hill, not knowing that I wouldn't be able to stop. But at that point, my bloody hand was clean. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't afterwards because when I, like, I slipped and fell and I put my hands down and it was just covered in mud. I was like, ah, damn it. Uh, yeah, I saw I some, clean it up. I saw some open racers just slide down on their ass. I did too. All the way down. Yep, I did And too. I was like, that's... It's probably what you need. Nice. But okay. Yeah. Um, so I think that covers the trail race. Um, stick around, by the way, at the end of the episode we're going to talk about where our next races are going to be and also a promo code yes that you can use uh, to get discounts at an upcoming event he's like stick around as we're 40 minutes in <laughs> i meant to mention this we're earlier. about to wrap it up <laughs> i meant to mention this earlier we have a few things on our list here we do so the venue tea yes again sick something different not sick sorry but it was, it was the good t-shirt other than the fact that it was gray uh was cool it had a mountain on it mm-hmm. um, i didn't get one i would have loved to see a different color but gray is safe we already have a gray palmerton finisher yes we do so with like, a mountain on we're it. good yeah <laughs> but in addition to that mm-hmm. they had 
a ladies tank top. They did. And it was blue. It was royal blue. It said Poconos, which I grew up in the Poconos, so I opted out. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's cool. Um, I would love to see a men's tank. Yeah. I know. Why did they? Why? Why? I don't know. I don't know, but it's cool. It was the first time I ever saw like a woman's I, I finisher tank top, yeah, I so I was into it. I would have bought a men's tank top. I have seen sweatshirts. Remember Tri-State a couple years ago? I actually have it. Yes. With a black sweatshirt. But listen, this year between this tank and then Bethel's Bethel. tie-dye, they're doing a pretty good job. They're listening to Anthony us. Anthony showed me the Notre Dame one, and I don't remember exactly what it looked like, but I remember being jealous. His Indiana one mm, that, that he wore this past uh weekend mm-hmm. at palmerton okay was actually pretty cool too yeah i don't remember tri-state new jersey's i think because it was such a mess that weekend i kind of just got in and got out oh. uh but so far good job on the the venue shirts um one thing with spectating at this race which we didn't talk about but we've probably talked about before is this continues to be probably the best spectator course i've seen i absolutely agree i was able so like i'm pregnant (laughs) right so aside from the trail race you can't really spectate the trail race and was able to see a ton of the race yeah i i think it's mainly because of well a the way they set things up at the bottom of the mountain to be like at the bottom of the hill it goes across the whole bottom of the mountain yes which like multiple yes obstacle areas but also the chairlift goes above like the entire mountain and covers the bucket carry the kids race uh hurdles i don't know what else it what's really cool is you can you can see whoever you're watching go off at the start yeah walk over to the chairlift and actually probably see them climbing up the mountain which you did you saw us going up for the open sprint yeah uh and then you can wait for them at the top watch them do all the top stuff and then head back down Yep, and it's kind of nice because like where the tubing slopes or the tubing hills are, um, it's not like really crazy to get up there to the top of those. Right. To see like Z wall, rope climb, monkey bars, rig, like that finish line, like it's all kind of right there. And if you're like in any sort of um, like kind of physical shape if you're not running but you you can kind of like jog your way over yeah. to each spot pretty easily or just I would walk say, up the hill wait for them to yeah you know your I would racer say to do the obstacle sunday mm-hmm. you made a good choice wearing your rain boots you're I like did. ankle high rain boots i did um and any other day i would still probably wear like trail shoes if you're spectating there because you're not walking around on like gravel the whole time mm-hmm. there are some muddy spots or some grassy spots so i'd wear some trail shoes even as a spectator when I did the kids race, I should have worn my trail shoes because I forgot yes. I was taking videos. You're still on a mountain. Well, I was taking videos too. So what did you wear? I had my ultra like road shoes on. All right. Well. Which were still fine, but there were some slippery yeah, parts that like I, no, it's fine. some people were. <laughs> some people were. You're right. If you're doing the, if you're gonna, you want to videotape your kid doing the kid race, wear proper footwear. Uh, but yeah, I'm like I'm looking at the map. And like even on the super, like it comes down and goes mm-hmm. back up. And I in years past, they had some more obstacles down lower. It didn't look like they had that this year. But also for spectators and racers at the top, there is ice cream, ice cream, and porta potty. Oh, and porta potty. <laughs> of course, your mind would go porta potty. My mind would go ice cream. Well, I'm just like just how it works. Oh my gosh, they check oh, check. They've both thought of everything. Yeah, right. They really listen. They listen. Because in the morning, I actually, when I went to the porta potties, I thought there was no toilet paper because the thing didn't have it, mm-hmm. but it was all sitting on the side. Look at that. Yeah, up top, there was like They're five like, rolls. They're like, this is for Lindsay. Wow. Who always talks about toilet paper. Sorry. Um, one last thing, I guess, and I'll let you handle this part because I didn't experience this. This was more something. So I thought this was interesting. Um... They finishing alcoholic beverage choice that they offered was a tequila seltzer situation. And the person that I was with who so went up to the beer tent. Yeah. And they were like, no, no, you have to buy the beer, any beer. But if you want a free beverage, alcoholic beverage, it's the tequila seltzer. And he tried it. 
and threw it out immediately. Oh, really? Yes. So it wasn't good. Tequila is a very... Yeah, you have to... Like... <laughs> acquired taste. You, you yeah. You have to be somebody who likes tequila. That's really... It's not like vodka. Now, I do remember last year, same race, they had those like Mike's Hard Lemonade things those were delicious. instead. And those were awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's just interesting. I, I thought there was always like a beer option. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I also don't know a lot of like, oh, I don't mean to be like sexist, but I don't know a lot of men who are like, mm, give me a tequila, tequila. seltzer. Yeah. Like that sounds totally. delicious. So yeah. I don't know who made that decision. Just wait till the white, <laughs> wait till white claw starts showing up. A lot of people white, like white claw though. Yeah, I guess. This was just random. That's like weird, I was like, yeah, what drink is this? I've never heard of it in my life. We'll have to start paying attention to that. Cause we didn't, I mean, you're pregnant so obviously you're not hitting up the beer tent but we'll have to at least like going forward check it out yeah and see what they're offering yeah now that it might not just be beer because remember when they used to have greek peak they, they had that like had local beer. that like local brewery yeah beer that was awesome yeah they should do honestly like i know it takes a little more effort on their part but they should really start reaching out to like local breweries and be like hey are you interested right and work out some kind of contract with local breweries at each stop like that just can they have someone just full-time that does that for Spartan? I'll do it. Yo, you should email them. I could do that remotely. You should. Yeah. That'd be cool. Anthony would probably do it. He likes beer. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's, I think that's a good idea. Uh, so I think that does it, right? That covers everything? Oh, we got to rate it, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember. Like, it's probably the same rating as every other year. <laughs> Every other year, go back and listen to You're the like, last. We gotta do this. I don't even two know. years episode, two years of episodes of this uh, venue to hear our ratings. Um, no, we'll go. I mean, it's forty five minutes from our house, so as far as like location and all that goes, like I just feel like it's always gonna be a nine or a ten for us. I agree. That's just we're like super. Yeah, it's just so close, and it's such an easy race for us. So. I feel like there are some hotels like not far though. I don't know. Twenty minutes, half hour, something like that. Half hour, probably. probably. some good Airbnbs. That's true. Um, Especially up on the mountain. Yeah. I know. I, we passed a few that looked definitely like they were rental Cottage-y. houses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the course this year, having only run the sprint and the trail, uh, I'll give it, I'm going to give it an eight. I probably would give it a little more if they switched it up a tad more. Okay. Like I feel like it's. It's not as predictable as Tri-State. Tri-State, I could probably put a blindfold on and Yikes. tell you what's on that course. But it's they they switch it up a little bit, but not a lot. You okay. know what I mean? I feel like there's some stuff they could switch up a little bit more okay. to make it more different for, for year-to-year runners. Um, obviously, the first-timers are all going to be like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Uh, so venue is kind of what we were talking about. That's like a nine or a 10 for us. Yep. Uh, course. Um, do you want to include in your rating for venue, like spectator stuff? I would give it a nine or a 10. Okay. And then overall, I would say probably a nine. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go every year. Yeah. Not, not, not just because it's so close. Like if it was two hours away, I would drive to it. No, it's such a fun race. Like it's, we'll always be back. it's very well known around here. Like it's one of the most challenging courses. And a lot of people from everywhere come to this one. Yes. To like elite, to compete. Yeah. There it's were some really fast people out there yeah. too. Yeah. What did the, the sprint and like. I, 23 I, minutes. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's <laughs> like literally stupid. I, I didn't verify that. Should I verify that or sh- can I believe you? I was just just making it up. They did have the 3K Elite series on Friday which we didn't like we didn't see. It was on YouTube. Yes. But I wish they would like have a one So I think it's a that's 1K what the time course. Oh, I'm talking about the 5 the sprint. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't the, remember. 1k course would be cool to have like a day where you could go to the 1k course okay that's cool the 3k was three laps of a 1k course but uh the elite winner for sunday sprint ran it in 39 minutes that's which it's 5k and like 1400 feet of ascent plus 20 (laughs) obstacles like that's insane yeah like i remember i feel like they just people get faster every year yeah like to go sub 40 on a mountain course like that is just impressive so 
uh, yeah, to your point, you get a lot of good competitors. So anyway, let's look at our race calendar coming up for what you can look forward to uh, content-wise from us. Uh, I just texted Lindsay this morning before she texted me about wanting mozzarella sticks. Sorry. Uh, all the <gasps> dates. Oh my gosh, I want that ice cream. No, stop it. Let me find the dates first. Talks uh, I texted them to you, right? This is making for really good radio. <laughs> Why do we text Here so we go. Okay. So we're not doing that one. Uh, so our next official confirmed event, um, if anything pops up before that, just check out our Facebook or something or one of our Instagram accounts will be posting about it. But officially, DecaFit Northeast, which is in Oaks, PA, we will be out at that. That is August 26th. And special for Burpee Nation listeners. Do you hear yourself right now? What? <laughs> make us sound like somewhat professional. All right. Use code Burpee Nation 20 to get 20% off at DecaFit Northeast. Again, Burpee Nation 20 for 20% off. I feel like that's pretty good. It is. 20% off. Uh, Spartans aren't cheap, man. This is a DecaFit. DecaFits aren't cheap either. Right. So if you're going to DecaFit Northeast in Oaks, PA, or if you're near Oaks, PA and want to check out DecaFit Northeast, uh, then go ahead and register with that code and you get 20% off. If you're not sure what DecaFit is, we actually on our YouTube channel have the DecaFit Northeast from a couple years ago, which was at Iron Peak in New Jersey. Uh, and I think we did a podcast about that one too, right? Um... I'm, pretty, I'm almost positive we did. <laughs> you're helpful. Uh, so go to our YouTube page and check out old episodes for a little more information on DecaFit. Oh, yeah, and we had Yancey and Jared on, too, yes, at that one episode. that's so why. Plenty. I don't think we did a recap. I don't I remember. think we just chatted with them beforehand and then did the video. Okay. Uh, not You're official, welcome. but potentially going to be going to do Bonefrog in Lancaster, PA, September 2nd. That's their only Bonefrog this year because they just got bought out, so they're just doing one event, but I think... They've announced some events for next year already. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then also official Maryland, uh, or I guess DC, yeah. Spartan Race, which is at Maryland International Raceway. That is the weekend of September 16th and 17th. And then, of course, Tri-State in the fall, which is the weekend of September 30th to October 1st. So we'll be out at that one. I think I might be doing the Ultra, but we'll see. Wow. We will see. So that's what we have coming up. Again, reminder, Burpee Nation 20. We'll put that in. You know, I'll just put it in the description down below so I don't have to keep saying it. <laughs> um, but that will do it. Again, make sure you subscribe on all the podcast platforms. You can follow us on Instagram. Follow our YouTube page. Again, the obstacle video for Palmerton Sprint is already up and there. There's a super video from a couple of years ago if you just want to see some of the other obstacles that are in the longer races. Subscribe, like... I think there's a little bell you can click to get notifications. I don't know all the fancy lingo, but that'll do it for this episode. Um, if it's your first time checking us out, thank you. If you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back. And we hope to see all of you on the next episode. Thanks, love you. Bye.